0: Hey everyone, you're listening to All Things True. I'm your host, Cody B. Uh, I have to be honest with y'all about this episode. This was a lot of fun to make. Um, when I, when me and Alex sat down and recorded this episode, it was uh, August the 8th, the 15th. I'd only been at Northside for uh, less than a month at, at that time. And I, uh, I did not know him very well, but as you'll see here in the podcast, me and him hit it off really well. We have a lot of things in common. Uh, This almost didn't feel like, a lot of times when I record an episode, the person I'm interviewing forgets that it's a podcast and they just begin to talk and this conversation emerges. This is one of those episodes where I forgot it was a podcast and it was just a lot of fun to make. Alex opens up about his home life, about what it's like growing up, about his teenage years about how he found Jesus and found the church and how it has transformed his life and the life of his family. Uh we, we talk about the Razorbacks, we we talk we end up talking a little bit about football because we get off subject. But it was a, a blessing to me and I hope this episode's a blessing to you. Hey, you listen listening to All Things True. I'm your host, Cody B. Today, I'm at the Northside Church of Christ, which is where I attend. I, I guess I'm a member. I'm, I, I work here now, Alex. Right. right. <laughs>
1: and, and, uh, and this
0: is the first time I've actually recorded an episode of my new office. But um, for those of you who don't know this, I'm the associate minister here now. And today, I'm here with Alex Heal. Alex, tell us about yourself.
1: Uh, well, I've been uh, I've been attending here at Northside for a couple years now. Uh, I have uh, uh five children, uh, ranging from fifteen months to uh, nineteen years old. So, uh, yeah, I stay pretty busy. Yeah, uh, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, um, they keep me busy. They keep uh, um, sometimes I'm sane. You know, most of the time I'm a little insane. But you know, we're uh, I, that's. <laughs> I should say, say that. Oh, you're. Fine. I love my children, very much. <laughs> um, I, I it, that, that they are a blessing for sure. That's
0: wonderful. Uh, what do you do for a
1: living, Alex? I, I work with a local utility, um, work in environmental compliance. Uh, basically, just try to uh, keep them out of trouble uh, when it comes to stuff like with the EPA and uh, uh, environmental regulations. Uh, we, we really try to be, you know, I guess stewards of the environment. You know, here I go on, I'm going on, I am probably sound like a hippie or a tree hugger. Uh, <laughs> You're but fine. Uh, I do drive a Prius, though. <laughs> um, but that's just because I'm cheap, so. <laughs> um, You know, for those of y'all who have been listening to this
0: season so far, we're I'm, I'm interviewing people who have different church backgrounds. Um, you know, we listen to, at the... At the King of the season we listened to an episode of me and my dad and and we talked about how you know me and him both grew up in the church and how the church of Christ for us has been generational and there's so many of us who are like that that we tend to forget what it takes to bring others into our congregations and and bring other people to to Jesus Christ who don't have church of Christ backgrounds And, and that's why I brought Alex in
1: because Alex didn't grow up in the church of Christ did you? No, sir. In fact, you know, you talking there. It's probably more difficult to bring someone in from, I guess, the denominational world than somebody who has heard nothing of Jesus whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You have somebody with a clean slate; they're probably more likely to um, come to to the to the teachings of, of you know what the Church of Christ emphasizes uh, more so than somebody who comes from the denominational world. Like myself you know i um of course it took a took a little bit of time you know studying but uh uh which i guess that's what we're here to talk talk yeah. about well tell know. us
0: about it where where how did you grow up what was your relationship with church like in your childhood and teenage
1: years so take off so i mean my you know my parents i mean they were that they're they're very uh devout um you know i would go to church uh every sunday um yeah you know Sunday school and I guess it wasn't until maybe my my teens where I started i guess you could say experimenting with church experimenting with my faith you know kind of branching out had a really good friend uh growing up I would go and attend church with him they uh he was at a church that was i guess you could say very charismatic um and uh I, I again went to church with him. Uh, I think that was like an assembly of God. and then um, you know in me and him, we would go out and we would go to like a United Pentecostal, you know the folks who uh, I believe there's only one bapti- one baptism instead of or, or they do they baptize in the name of Jesus only, I believe, um, uh, versus uh, you know uh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um anyways kind of dabbled in that for a little while and uh and then started um i guess you can say um become i' become romantically involved with uh my future wife um that was about yeah junior senior in high school you know we became a lot more close and uh we would do some studies uh I would go to church with her and you know, everybody would be taking the communion and, uh, uh, you know, I would just pass the plate, you know, because, because I, you know, I'd heard, you know, unless, unless you're baptized, you know, take the communion. I, I don't know if that's really, really a thing. I, I, I was in a church that was, I guess you could say, kind of rigid, maybe mm-hmm. very traditional. Um, but uh, at and any this rate, this is
0: when you were dating your current wife. Yes, when I was or dating. This was when your childhood. you were at Richard Church.
1: When I was uh, when I was dating my my current wife. Okay. Now, actually, you know, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. Backing up, um, I guess you could say I've had two conversion, uh, two conversions. Mm-hmm. Uh, one when I was about 12 years old. Right. Um, you know, things had. Uh, you know, thoughts have been weighing on me as far as you know well where am I going to go if i die today you know i mean it's pr- pretty heavy stuff you know it's um you know and, and do I want to make that decision to declare jesus as my savior and and so um I remember the weekend um so growing up i had to we had to go like an hour just to go watch a movie you know that that was how rural um the town that I grew up in. And so, my mom would take me to these movies, and I remember it, we went and watched Ace Ventura: When Nature Calls. Hilarious movie! I, like, I mean, I mean, but the thing is, is I couldn't really enjoy that movie mm. because I had these thoughts weighing on my mind. And so, we get home, and I tell my mom, like, I think, I think I want to make a commitment. I, 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 I want to be saved. So we went to church the next day, and then she took me to the, see the preacher. You know, we went into this uh, Sunday school class, and he started asking me questions like, "Well, you know, what are you what are you thinking, son? You know, what do you believe?" And I said, "Well, I mean, I I believe that Jesus is the son son of God, and I believe that He came and and died for us and and uh and he said, "Okay, well, well, uh, how about how about you uh, at the end of service, you come forward and we'll uh." You know, we'll we'll do our thing. You know, we'll we'll pray for you and everything. And I and at the time, I was very shy. I was a very shy individual when I was a teenager, um, or, or even before I was a teenager. So I asked him, "Could we not? <laughs> could we? Could we just? I mean, you can make an announcement, but do I have to come forward?" And he said, "Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, all we have to do." And, and then and then he also said, "Well, you know, here in about a month or so." Uh, you know, you can get baptized. And I was like, well, do we have to? <laughs> and he said, and then that's when he said, well, no, you don't. I said, ah, that's a, that's a relief. And you were 12, right? Yeah, I was 12. Yeah, right. I, I just I just didn't like to be the center of attention. I was shy and, you know, a pudgy little boy that didn't like people to stare at me. You know, right. <laughs> um, so he said, okay, well, let's do this let's let's I want you to repeat after me and we did the what they call the sinners prayer mm-hmm. that's now that I not now that I know is you know not actually scriptural right um, and then that was that um, fast forward to you know six or seven years later you know start studying with Bethany start looking at these scriptures where these people and Acts are, you know, walking by the water, and they're like, "Well, what's to prevent me from getting baptized right now?" You know, or you go to Acts two thirty-eight, repent and be baptized, and, and so it just became abundantly clear that I had not taken this step towards my salvation. And so, uh, on a warm summer day. Um, Back in two thousand two I had uh my brother in law baptized me in Lake Greason. And uh, it's been it's been a blessing ever since.
0: That's a wonderful story. Um when were you saved?
1: When was I saved? Yeah. Well, I thought that it was in nineteen ninety five when I was twelve years old. Um, but after after much studying, it was more like July two thousand two. So I guess you can say I feel like I was playing with fire,
0: yeah,
1: so to speak, and, for a few years. And Alex, it
0: wasn't your fault. I, I want you to understand that uh, you were a child. You were a kid who was trusting your religious expert and what you had been told was your religious right. expert uh, the great news is is you didn't stay playing with fire you found someone you studied the scripture for yourself and, and you and you uh, you know you you changed and you and you committed yourself um you say it it, it happened at your baptism and I, I want the audience to know um it, it, whatever you want to go into Alex. Uh, you, you, we we can, but I I want them to know if you're curious about the role of baptism and salvation, we've done a podcast. Uh, last season, season four with Rod Leslie. Yeah,
1: that was a good
0: one. Uh, you know, is baptism essential for salvation? Uh, I, you know, when we listened to James Jumper, he he brought up something similar and he used similar verses with. Uh, I think you're referring to the Ethiopian eunuch yeah, when exactly. you said, "Brought there by the water." Yeah. Uh, We we go into those texts in in detail and and other texts, and I want want to encourage you to go back and and listen to that after after this episode. You didn't grow up in Churches of Christ, and your kids are growing up in Churches of Christ. That's correct. Um, How has your childhood, or how was your childhood different from the childhood they have had?
1: Oh, I mean, well, first off, I mean, So the church that they're attending now, the youth groups that they're in, are thriving versus where I was at, um, different church, you know, denominational church, but then also country church, lucky to have 60 or 70 people in attendance on a Sunday morning. Um, Really no youth program at all. Um, There might be some, some... some folks that were close to age and me now growing up as i became a teenager and i hadn't had a best friend that attended another church uh their youth groups were thriving and that's what draw drawed me to them um but uh you know with with the youth group here at north side um you know my my kids are in good hands i would say um for me they're not wandering, you know. They they have folks that that are steering them in the right direction. Whereas, and my my parents, you're not going to find better parents than what I did. I mean, I know I'm partial, but um, they taught me to love God. They also taught me to keep my eyes and ears open. Mm. They taught me to not go along with the status quo. They taught me that if something doesn't seem right, then Let's let's investigate. Let's let's look into it, um, and then also you know. And, and I I actually used this quote yesterday during Sunday school. I don't know who this quote is attributed to, but I love it. Um, and it's simply be curious, not judgmental. Um, growing up, looking at the Church of Christ. I could say that I was a little judgmental of, of folks that went to the Church of Christ when I was growing up, because uh, because I thought there was the whole thing. Well, they think they're the only ones going to heaven, you know. They they are that you know they're judgmental, so therefore I'm judging them for for thinking that and so forth and. But I uh, know that's kind of a long convoluted answer uh, to your question, but.
0: Well um, well you, you brought me to my next question. Yeah. or to a next question. You know, you said you had the judgmental mindset toward churches of Christ that, you know, they think they're the only ones going to heaven, they think they're the best ones. Where did that mindset come from?
1: Um well, so my wife, she's a saint. She's always been a saint. She's been. She's one of the most wholesome people I know and, and knew, and and that that was part of the reason that I that I was drawn to her in high school is because other folks in our in our high school, much like probably many many other people growing up, um, you know, let's just say they dabbled in stuff that they probably shouldn't have. And I, I'm not saying I'm I'm no angel. You know, I've. Uh, I've done things I'm not proud of, you know, in my in my younger years. But uh, where I was in particular, uh, folks or a, a lot of folks that were in the Church of Christ were, as I as I would say, a little hypocritical. Hmm. And so that's kind of what pushed me away. The thing is, is looking back at it though every single every single person that i knew that went to this church or that church i mean everybody kind of had that tendency of being a little hypocritical um mm-hmm. maybe phony i guess you'd say again i say all this uh you know i want everybody to know that you know i am I'm, I'm no angel i struggle which is the reason that i decided to get baptized in the first place because right. you know and and decided that i needed jesus um because I'm well, I, I'm I'm a work in progress.
0: This brings me to the next point. You said you're a work in progress that you needed Jesus. How has your life changed since you've been baptized? What what has Jesus done in your life?
1: I think uh I think the main thing is just, just steering me in the right direction, um being a compass for me Um you know I, I've even since I've been baptized I've strayed away oh yeah um you know I I was baptized the summer before I went to college hmm. um things happen at college you know people people do things that you know probably aren't in line well definitely are not in line with God's will and uh I was one of them. Uh, after college, I took a job where I traveled out of town a lot, and you know, I I love I love that job. The only thing I didn't love was that it took took me away from home. Um, and well, at times, you know, when you're away from home that long, you know, you you just kind of do what everybody else is doing, and what everybody else was doing was. Drinking alcohol, and so that's how I that's how I um, made do whenever I was away. You know, I I I was working seven days a week, so there was no church services that I was going to, and the only people that I would interact with or could interact with were my fellow coworkers. Who, well, everybody seemed to like to drink, yeah. and so I partake in that and um do I have regrets most certainly um but uh I have but again Jesus is the compass you know like um the scripture you know knowing that knowing that if you do stray too far away from God you're going to get in trouble and so so, you know, I, I didn't do anything crazy, I guess you'd say, but, but I mean, I, I did stray away, and but I found my way back. I want to
0: ask you this now. Yeah. You, you know, you, you talked about how your wife, your, your wife is the one who uh, introduced you to Churches of Christ, introduced you to God's Word um, the way you see it now, Um was she a part of your life and what role did she play to bring you back from when you strayed away in your college years and and when you' were working away from home
1: well yeah I mean I mean her herself is a what what was a compass um you know in you know growing up you know m- most folks with their parents you know the the worst thing they can do is disappoint their parents mm. and and I mean that's still the case, um, but if if I ever disappointed Bethany, that's that that's there's no worse feeling, you know, than to uh, disappoint your spouse, disappoint the the one that you're in the partner a partnership with. Um, but uh, yeah, I you know she's she's definitely uh, she's definitely my rock. She, in fact, I, you know, I, I probably, I probably, I'm, I'm not near as romantic as I used to be, but, you know, we would, we would write each other letters all the time. I remember one letter, and I, I can't remember what all I, said in it, but I basically the, the whole, the whole letter was about thanking her for, um, helping me fall in love with Jesus again. Um, and again, I mean, you know, with our kids, you you know, and there were, there were other times where even, even after we, we had our kids, um, you know, we weren't going to church how we should have been. And, and so a lot of the times it, it was our kids that, that pulled us back into church, pulled us back into ministry and serving God um, because we recognize that if if our kids don't know God, then they're gonna they're gonna have a rough time when they get older. So, I, and that's you know I try to be as involved as I can with with Evan and the youth group here. Um, just because uh, I, I want my kids to have memories of of their dad um, being there, you know. Um, so. Yeah. I should have warned you I, I I'm whenever I start talking I just I, I'm like Michael Scott, you know, I start a thought <laughs> and and uh sometimes I don't know where it's going, but you know uh, Oh that's
0: funny. Oh my word. Great office reference. Good job.
1: Yeah. yeah. Anytime I'm on a podcast I will you reference. Bring the office. The office. Yeah. Uh maybe maybe I can do get a Ron Swanson reference at some point. <laughs> No, you're doing fine, Alex. Um,
0: Why is that important to you? For them, for your kids to
1: see their dad
0: involved with church.
1: Well, so I don't know what the statistic is, but it's it's a what is if a if a kid comes to church, but they're the only ones that that are there, then there's like a. 9% 9% chance that the rest of the family will come. If the mom comes, there's like a 30 or 40% chance that the rest of the family will come. But then if the dad goes to church and is involved, the chances of the entire family being faithful is like astronomically higher, like 80 or 90%. Um, you know, they need to see their dad. Um, well, and sometimes they, they need to see their fathers, you know, strong and, and capable, but they also need to see their fathers being vulnerable, mm. too, on occasion. You know, speaking up and saying, look, I'm not perfect, and I'm not expecting perfection out of you. You know, let's... And then, you know, one of my... This past Winterfest that I accompanied, you know, two of my, my girls on uh, out in uh, Gatlinburg, basically the central theme of that week is everybody's broken. Let's be broken together. Mm-hmm. You know, so um yeah, and, and I mean kids if if there's one thing I want my children to know is that it doesn't matter, you know, my kids they do they do sports, they do all kinds of activities. Um it doesn't matter at the end of the day you know, how many hits they get, how many baskets they sink, um, you know, how well they do in a recital. Um, the most important thing is getting to heaven. I mean, there's nothing more important than for all of us to get to heaven and bring as many people as we can with us.
0: There's a stat I tell, you know, I tell teenagers when I teach them and I talk about what their relationship between sports should be like and and how little sports actually matters um yeah I'll ask you who's the greatest football player of all time
1: oh gosh you put me on the spot I am um in your opinion oh greatest of all time this is gonna be a long pause I'm, I'm, I'm oh you're over. fine I can edit um <laughs> Let's go with. um Oh gosh, you you, <laughs> you have all the names rolling Yeah, yeah, I yeah. This it. is I see
0: the wheels turning. And do, nothing's do, do, out. Do
1: you want the be- the best person to ever play the game? I want your opinion. um You're overanalyzing this, Alex. I know. Well, that's all right. I that's know. what you do. Um. Who's the, who's the guy that was like the big decathlon? He was Native American, back in the turn of the century. Oh, I have no idea. Okay, I was trying to think of his name. I, I don't want to say Tom Brady, but I'm probably gonna have to say Tom Brady. He's still playing. How old is he
0: now? He's in his early forties. Yeah. Do you think okay. he'll play till he's fifty? Nope. I don't think you will either, um, and I, I talk about this with with people. When the last when I brought this up with the Perryville youth group, we all agreed it was Peyton Manning at the time.
1: Uh, and and you could disagree with me, and and you could be wrong. And the thing is, is thirty years from now, it's going to be somebody else.
0: That's exactly right. Yeah. And and the thing is, is you know Peyton Manning retired at forty one. I think it was. Sounds about right. Um Tom Brady, he might make it to 50. I don't think he will. No, no. The it's... older you get when you play sports, especially football, you're always one
1: shot away from just being mm-hmm. crippled. <laughs> well, and then, you know, I mean baseball, baseball you're lucky to make it past 45. That's
0: right. You know. That's right. So you're looking at the greatest athletes making it to 40, 45. Tom Brady might make it to 48, we'll, we'll see, but then the average lifespan span in America is in the upper 70s, 70, 78, 79. Right. So you're looking at the greatest athletes of all time only spending half their life playing sports. Yeah. And when I talk to youth groups, I always emphasize none of them are going to be that good. No just statistically none of them are going to be that good and so when you take sports or anything to be such a high priority that's not the bible we we always say when jesus returns it will end but it's probably going to end before whether it's a career i mean if you're either going to die before the second coming the second coming will happen and it won't matter or you'll retire before you reach that average lifespan. It matters so little. Mm -hmm. So little. And and it'll make life interesting for a while, but pretty soon we'll have a generation who don't know who Tom Brady is.
1: Yeah. It doesn't take long either.
0: And then even after that, we'll have a generation... That'll be alive, and Tom Brady will already be gone for
1: years. He'll be dead eventually. Well, let me ask you this: Who won the 1994 national championship in basketball?
0: Won it, Duke? No. Who was it? It was the Arkansas Razorbacks. Oh, I should've done that. I was thinking. I thought we won ninety two, but you said 94. ninety
1: four. 94. We played and so. There. So I mean, it was almost thirty years ago. And I mean, if if you're if you're a diehard Razorback fan, you know you might know that. I should've done that. But the thing is, is I guarantee you, out of the out of the three hundred and so million people that live in the United States, probably only five million would know that. You know, <laughs> tops. Yeah, tops. And tops. so. Uh, I mean that was 30 years ago I can't but the thing is is I can't remember who won the national championship five years ago mm-hmm. you know why? because I don't care because <laughs> it wasn't the Arkansas Razorbacks yeah. you know? it wasn't your team <laughs> Yeah. and it doesn't matter yeah
0: sports careers don't matter in the long run and in the longest run the only thing that matters is your relationship with God.
1: Yeah. And you know, we both have I mean, I, I just turned thirty nine. Um not sure how old how old are you, Cody? Thirty three. Thirty three. I'll be thirty four here in a few weeks. So, I mean, arguably we've lived I mean, based on that life expectancy there. We've lived roughly half our lives, and what do we have to show for it as far as God goes? Mm-hmm. You know, as far as our service to God. Me, personally, I've, uh, I've wasted a lot of time in my first 39 years. I'm going to try my very best to not waste the next 39. the next 39. That's
0: wonderful, Alex. That's wonderful.
1: Of course, that's a uh, that's assuming a lot. I, I I probably got twenty years tops.
0: <laughs> no, don't say that. <clears throat> you just you have a fifteen month old. Is that what you said earlier? Yeah. yeah. You gotta you gotta see that baby have grandbabies.
1: Mm. <laughs> yeah. That'll be fun. That, well, I'm a well, like I said, I already have. I have a nineteen year old, almost twenty year old. Right. I, I I'm. I just I'm gonna be thankful if I don't have grandkids before the age of forty. I I I think I'm looking good right now. Knock on wood. But I got bad news for you, you just knocked on that desk. That desk came (laughs) somebody find some wood (laughs) quick. (laughs) This picture frame made out of wood. There you go. What do we talk about? We
0: talked about your childhood growing
1: up not growing up in churches of Christ. Converting oh. of Christ. Arkansas Razorbacks. What do you got? Yeah, yeah. I I know we're going all over the place here, oh, it but like, matter. um, I mean, I I would still possibly be in the same church that I grew up in if it weren't for that. There, there were two primary reasons. Uh, one is the baptism thing, you know. Um, and and I tell you what. What's funny is that. I guess a year or so after I was, you know, I was in college and I, I took a I took some extra courses in the summer just to try to get ahead of some things. I took a speech class and one of the well, we had to give an informative speech and like a persuasive speech and some other you know, uh, can't even remember what it was called, but I did a speech on the steps of baptism. Hmm. And uh <laughs> The steps of baptism? Yeah, uh, not not the steps of baptism. The steps of of salvation. salvation. Sorry, sorry, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, for anybody who's not familiar, you know, it's hear, believe, uh, confess, repent, and be baptized baptized and remain faithful. Uh, I believe, you may correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if I got those out of order or not, Cody. Oh, you're fine. Um, But, uh, anyways, I I did a speech on that, and... um, it was kinda of funny. There was there was some folks that afterwards had some they had some opinions mm-hmm. on the matter, you know, and uh and I was a new Christian, you know, I or I say a new Christian, I, I you know, new newly baptized Christian, so so I didn't really have much to say, um, as far as the conversation later, but um but yeah, the so there was that there was that the the baptize- the baptism piece, um but then also you know there was this there's this very i think dangerous philosophy um that is it's it's called or it used to be called once saved always saved oh yes um i th- heard it now being referred to as like eternal salvation um but uh anyways i I never really subscribed to that really um, Even
0: in your Baptist years
1: yeah even even then i thought you, you guys it you guys know that like i mean there's there's folks that there there there's verses i mean i mean one of the scariest verses in my opinion is hebrews ten twenty six mm. you know for those who turn back and you know there there no longer remains a uh a, a sacrifice. Um, you can look it up real quick. I'm I know I'm paraphrasing it, but to well, me I, I that's, think you uh, the verse right. I think it's in Hebrew Hebrews six. Um, no I'm pretty sure it's Hebrews ten twenty six. Um, Cody's looking up looking it up right now, but um I just couldn't subscribe to that.
0: For in the case of those who have once been enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and have been made partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come and then have fallen away, it is impossible to renew them again to repentance, since then again crucify since they again crucify to themselves the Son of God and put him to open shame. Yeah. That's that's, it. that's Hebrews six I was I
1: was I verses here?
0: one
1: oh, okay. through six. Okay. Okay. The only reason
0: why I know that is because um Radically Christian recently did a podcast series on, and they did, you know,
1: verses you have questions about. And I said, I submitted that, that passage. Just making sure. I, I want to see if 1026 has something to say about that too.
0: For if we go on sinning willfully after yeah. receiving the knowledge of the truth, there is no longer there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. So now I've found two, good.
1: two verses in Hebrews that scare uh, scare yeah. the, the crud out of me.
0: But a certain the the sentence continues. Can I yeah. finish it? Yeah. But sorry, I
1: have a thing. But a certain Cont- terrifying
0: expectation of judgment and the fury of, of fire which will consume the adversaries.
1: Yeah, so I, Again, I, I just, and, and I mean, not to say, I mean, salvation is a gift, and a gift can be received. Um, it can also be pushed away and, yeah. and not, not received. Oh, yeah. Um, or even received and then later thrown away. Exactly. Exactly. You know, there, there's a lot of gifts that I've given to
0: people. They didn't like those gifts, mm-hmm. Alex, and they end up in the trash can.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or, 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 or you know, or they, uh, you know, they they re gift them. You know, which doesn't really, you know that that doesn't really be, you know, satisfy what we're talking about here. But uh, I, again, I, I that's just something I could not subscribe to. Um, did not make any sense to me. I've had a lot of folks who've tried to explain to me, and uh, I'm like, thank you for taking the time to try to explain this to me. I still don't get that. Oh, yes. Um, no, but, I, I um, often
0: bring up the passage from Hebrews 6. Yeah. You know, can they can they, they receive the Holy Spirit? They have been partakers. They have rejected it. How can they be, be made whole again? But you and, know what? And I've been told every time, well, that's figurative. It's it's so figurative that he's saying it's impossible for it to happen, which is yeah you know there's a Greek word for this in in the Hebrew Bible, well, not the Hebrew Bible in the New Testament. It's called baloney.
1: <laughs> well, so <laughs> it's baloney. So so again, you know, I, I I I do I do feel like you know one can I don't you know maybe maybe losing salvation isn't the appropriate way, but but give but give back their or give away their salvation. um the thing is, is I mean, I, I I think about this time and time again. Like times I've strayed away, you know. Did I give back? Did did I did I give away my salvation? But then again, you know, there's the beautiful story of of the ninety nine and one. You know, the one sheep that strays away and the owner going and. And, fi- and finding that one sheep and everybody rejoicing whenever whenever they whenever that one sheep mm-hmm. is found um you can always come back that's right I'm glad you came
0: back Alex I'm glad we're able to do this podcast yeah. uh, we're, we're about to run out of time um I don't want to be so long people won't listen uh is there any other thoughts you have
1: um no, again, I, I appreciate you. um you know, ha- inviting me to uh to talk. I think uh I think it's important to to understand that um you know the the, the Church of Christ is um you know when we when we say that, you know, we're we're non denominational, um, it's it's not it's not to say that we're we're better than than anyone but uh, you know we're we're on we're on the same path as anybody else um and i i feel like the church of christ is on a path to seeking truth um getting getting back to the bible um getting to the to, to the way god intends it um i've always been the the type of guy better safe than sorry um you know, I I don't. You know, and and going back to you know, my thought of the Church of Christ growing up. You know, they they think they're the only ones going to heaven. Um, that's above my pay grade, as far as knowing who's going to heaven, who's not. Um, all I know is what I can do and how I can try to steer my family into mm-hmm. getting into, uh, getting to the that e, that the eternal place uh, that that we we all want to be. Um, but yeah, I can go on and on, man. <laughs> I mean, but uh, but yeah, appreciate you having me on.
0: Absolutely, thank you so much for being here. If you have any questions, uh, you can email them to c. Bradford at Northside C of C. Info. That's c. Bradford at Northside C O F C. Info. Thank you so much for listening, and, and we hope you tune in next week.